On that day, Jesus went on, you won't ask me for anything. I'm telling you the solemn truth. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Up to now, you haven't asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive so that your joy may be full. Our name for today, for Rogation Sunday, comes from the Latin word rogare, which means to ask. Our readings during Rogation Tide are full of God's blessings upon his people and examples and encouragement to ask for what is needed. <coughs> Excuse me. For example, we are reminded to ask for wisdom in the second lesson, lesson for evening prayer on Rogation Monday. The first lesson mentioned uh, the blessing of the Lord in crops and storehouses, etc. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground. Honestly, most of the Rogation readings are about God's care for his people and examples of supplication, asking. The second lesson of Rogation Wednesday morning prayer ends with, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Yet the, mo the most of these lessons, excuse me, yet most of these lessons are about a concern for faithfulness and obedience to God. In fact, it fairly shouts from the page, faithfulness and obedience to God. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, says another. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify you hearts, you double-minded. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. So God, my friends, in case you are confused about this, is not a genie that pops out of a bottle when you rub it and grants you wishes. We are called to be faithful and obedient, to be ever on our knees in confession, but also in petitions. As Thomas Cramer put it in the beginning of the daily offices, to ask those things which are requisite and necessary as well for the body as the soul. Our first priority is to be faithful. And that means not to think that God will not give us what we feel we need. Now, God is the ultimate judge of what we need, and we are to trust him in that judgment. But we are to petition. We are to ask. St. James says to his readers, you do not have because you do not ask. But then he admonishes, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. The scripture is full of this double command, if you will. Be faithful and ask of your father what you need. God does not want to spare us what we need. He wants to give it to us. And he has commanded us over and over again to ask 
for what we need. In fact, two chapters earlier in our gospel, Jesus says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Another familiar passage from Jesus is, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. So I personally find that this teaching of Scripture is challenging in particular. Perhaps you do too. I get it, and I believe I have the faith that this teaching of Scripture is true. And I trust God that this teaching is true. Perhaps you can relate. I get it. I'm sure, yeah, big picture. Be faithful, ask, trust God. But when it comes to specifics, when it comes to particulars, a particular time or place or issue, then the faith becomes more difficult, to be honest. I don't know if you have that sense. But okay, I know, yeah, I'm going along the way. Trust God, that's great. Boom, here I am right in this moment. Stink. Trust God for this moment? Really? Hmm. I don't even sometimes feel like I know how to do that. I'm pretty sure it's not, oh, just sit back and let whatever happens, happens because God's in control. I mean, most often God wants me to be acting faithfully. And I so often don't know what that is supposed to look like. That's my fears anyways. Probably most of the time, if I'm honest, I do know what that looks like, but I don't like that answer. I want it to look like something more sure or more confident where I don't have to trust God as much as I do in that moment. For over 20 years, I've been the headmaster of this little ministry of our church called St. Andrew's Academy. It seems like very often, maybe most of the time, maybe all the time, there's a need for more money. Sometimes the need is general, like, you know, if we had more money, we could do this, that, or the other. And sometimes it's like, God, we really need money tomorrow. A payroll is tomorrow. So, generally, it is, where are we going to find the money to make payroll? Where are we going to find the money to provide for scholarships to worthy students, to students in need? And the question is just go on and on. Where are we going to find money for this, for that, for the other? I'm pretty sure I'm one of the least of the faithful people that could have this job. And I'm pretty sure I'm a slow learner. For I always ask God why I need more practice in being faithful. And that's probably where I've been here lately. But even through the midst of this very hard year, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness in providing answers for questions for our certification, our recertification for our building update, for the move actually being so much better in some of those ways. I can remember many stories. I'll share one with you. You've heard it before, but briefly I was literally looked at the bank account and said, I've got payroll in two days. 
and I don't have the money to make payroll. And in those days, payroll was a, I want to say it was about seven thousand, six, seven thousand dollars. It wasn't a huge staff. Um, and I didn't have that money in the bank. So I said, well, who are our regular contributors? And some people give monthly, some people give quarterly, some people give yearly. And I said, oh, here's kind of a quarterly giver who hasn't given in a while. And I decided to drive into town and see him and just explain where we were at. And on the way in, I called a good colleague, friend of mine, a priest who had been in a very precarious uh, mission situation where they just didn't have the money to go on. And, and I'd heard the story and it was, I mean, the church across, the Baptist church across the street realized what was going on and helped them, gave them money to survive. And, and now it's a flourishing big church. It's exciting to hear those stories, right? And so I go into town and I call him and I said, hey, you know, I don't, when is it time to just shut the doors on a ministry like this? Because I don't have money to make payroll in two days. And he says, well, you can't shut the doors. What do you mean I can't shut? He says, look, me and others, when we come out and visit you guys, we just, you, you, you're way too much of an encouragement. You're saying, so I'm the crazy priest who took this on. You're smarter than to do this, but it's encouraging to see the crazy priest. He says, well, something like that. But long talk, he gave me some good advice and he says, look, and I'm driving across the causeway into town about where I'm going. He says, I said, I got to go here soon. He says, well, look, I'll pray for you. I would be very surprised if you don't call me in a day or two and say, look, everything's fine. I went in, saw this person who gives, I kind of gave quarterly-ish, you know, but it had been a while since his last gift and they tended to be little chunks of change. Maybe, maybe not 6,000, um, but maybe four or five. And so I came in, just was honest. I said, this is where we're at. I, you know, you, you give kind of regularly, but you haven't given lately. He says, well, how much is your payroll? I said, it's 6,000. He says, okay. And he wrote out a check for eight. Driving across the causeway. I called my friend and said, yeah, everything's Okay. You jerk. <laughs> um, so I am, and I, I, I don't like to make stories about myself in my sermon, so forgive me for doing that today. But I find this to be so personal um, that I wanted to share some of these things. So I, I assume because I need more faith, I am yet once more being challenged in my faith in God that this is his church with his parochial school ministry, with his provision thereof and his purpose. Might it be his purpose to change things around and to close a school and close a church and move me across the country with my family? Absolutely possible. Do I like that answer? No. But I have to learn to submit my likes and my dislikes to my God and his judgment and his direction and his provision. Of course, we've added a college into the mix just to make sure my faith is challenged, I'm sure. Um, my point is that I struggle with this teaching of our lessons today in our gospel. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I am very thankful each year to be reminded of God's provision and my duty to ask during regation time. 
And I am thankful each and every year that God has provided us with the means that we need to keep this church open, our school open, and now a college open. Um, I actually have some friends of mine, in fact, that one friend that I was talking about, um, that they've actually opened schools. And some of them would just flat out tell you because I've watched St. Andrews over the years. So I expect to get angry phone calls at some point. Why did you at all encourage me to? I'm like, I didn't encourage. I didn't encourage. Um, I've already told you the story of one of my friends who started a school. First year, he calls me and says, no, he texted me. He says, I want you to know that when my kindergarten teacher is absent and I have to cover kindergarten, I'm walking across the parking lot. I say your name and spit. <laughs> so I, I don't, I, I have no idea why I'm doing the job I'm doing. I hope God does. <laughs> uh, because I feel like the least worthy and competent and faithful person to do it. Uh, but I guess part of the answer to these questions of why I'm doing what I'm doing is no one else is doing it, so it's just pick up the shovel and start digging. So I'm sure that others will come after me that will be much more faithful and do a better job. So I'm thankful for God's provision. I'm thankful to be reminded. Reminded of my duty to petition God. Because that's what it is. And we're told over and over again, you have not because you ask not. Ask in Christ's name, in his will, with humility. Expecting God to do whatever is needful. So let us join together in our asking this morning for all the things together that we need in our lives, our personal lives, our families, our friends, for the needs that we know of out there, for the people that uh, have left us and are leaving us and Uh, for the growth of the church, for um, the growth of the academy, for the growth of the college, for the the growth of starting the college, to actually have students other than our dual-enrolled academy students. Please pray for our school ministry, that God would add those students, especially from overseas. That's a particular request. And and, uh, that he would bless the partnerships that are potentially seeming to form with recruitment agencies to get us those overseas students, and that he would bless the means of recruiting for St. Andrew's College, or at the least give us college students despite our attempts at gaining students. For sometimes that's what he does. All right, okay, so I can't just sit back and do nothing. God doesn't want me to do that, so I'm going to try something. And time and time again, God just chuckles and says, good boy, Brian. And then gives me what I'm asking for from this way, not from the way that I was walking down that road. And I just nod my head. I said, okay, God, I'll, I'll try to be faithful to work hard. Just help me to work smarter. So what are your needs? What are the needs of your family? What are the needs of our community? What are the needs of the people around us in a fire-ravaged area? Um... Are we asking? Are we going to God in prayer? Where is your heart? Is it faithful? Be faithful in asking, my friends.
Be faithful like a child is faithful. It's just simple. Just trust God and go forward. Be faithful to ask. Trust God for the results. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you.